Hello, spooky people, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And And this this is my spooky spooky gay gay family. Hello, Sam Baxter. Hello, <laughs> Pussy Miles. <laughs> I, uh, I used the wrong name in our mini-sode <laughs> this week when I, when I was talking about her. So I, uh, I'm making very... I'm going to be absolutely positive Being extra what I'm careful. saying from now on. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. <laughs> Not great, not terrible, just good. <laughs> I've it's been it's been quite a week. It's been long and I'm exhausted and I'm I'm ready to just like do a little Ewok hunting and <laughs> and call it a day. But that's not in the cards because we're not talking about Ewoks today. No. I mean we could, but I suppose I guess they would well no they don't really fit. Not really. Not, I mean they're furry. <laughs> Um, we'll get into all that. How, well, how has your week been? It's been okay. Um, you know, any week with an unplanned trip to Home Depot is is always fun. I know you replaced yeah. your thermostat yes, this I week. Did. <laughs> <laughs> you also had a you had a fun night last night. Yesterday was May first. Yes. yes, it was Beltane. It was Beltane, which is kind of the uh, the spring solstice. <laughs> situation here in our in our witchy lives <laughs> i just have a fucking str- I, I really <laughs> am like falling apart today i don't have i don't have words i don't have commentary i don't have sentences it is yes. a fire and fertility festival the fire and fertility festival as is <laughs> to be expected in the spring yes it is the fire and fest oh, jesus christ <laughs> I'm like, dear goddess, please just strike me down. Just let the ceiling collapse on my head. I have had it. It is the fire and fertility festival. And it's actually a lot of fun. Beltane can be a lot of fun. Yes, it can. It reminds me a bit of Lunasa. Okay. More because we celebrate Lunasa with a fire, I guess. We celebrate every holiday with a fire. I know. We're like, Yule, fire. Um (laughs) In three feet of snow. We in don't three care. feet of snow, we go out in your backyard and light a fire. But um, <laughs> we, I, I love Beltane. It's always fun to go out and and do stuff. How did you celebrate? What did you do? Uh, we had a fire. <laughs> well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. And you pulled tarot cards, right? Yes, we pulled tarot cards sitting around the fire. We um, we made Beltane honey cakes earlier that day, which were that was the first time that we had ever made them, and they came out really good, actually. Where did you get the recipe? Um, I found it on a witchy website, actually. Mm. Fuck me if I remember which one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, I was like, I wonder which one. Um, there are a lot of witchy websites that you can find a lot of cool stuff, but uh, it can be hard, in my experience, 
Because as much wonderful stuff as you find on witchy websites, mm-hmm. you also find some interesting kooky, 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 yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> shit. Because witches are notoriously a uh, little kooky. A little kooky. We're we're a little cocoa for cuckoo poops, and um, <laughs> it can it can really be a, a bit of a maze, meandering through all of the all of the witchy things. Yeah, but I actually really liked this website, and they had a bunch of recipes for uh, for Beltane. I wish I knew what it was now. I wish I did too. Do you think there are low carb witch cakes? I mean, I would think there has to be some way to make them low carb. I mean, I know that there's a lot of like oat cakes and things like that, which would be lower carb. Mm. But I'm really struggling because I, I'm I'm trying to eat much lower carbs these days because they spike my blood sugar. So it's like anytime someone's like, oh, I'm making such and such for this holiday. I'm like, well, that sounds delicious, but it makes me want to kill myself because <laughs> I cannot I cannot partake. Um, I I would love to be able to have um Beltane cakes, but I think between the between the bready fried breadiness yeah. and the honey, I'd probably just be better off like I don't know shoving a cheesecake down my throat. <laughs> I like you if, if you're gonna go, go all the way. <laughs> yeah, no, this called for a cup of honey for, di- for dipping, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> Insane amount of honey. Insane amount of honey. We actually we have to buy honey the next time we go to the grocery store because we had like just we didn't even have the full cup of honey on hand. We had like three quarters of a cup of honey, and we're like, that's enough. Like, (laughs) and we didn't use it all. (laughs) That's insane to me. Yeah, no, it was kind of nuts. But um, do you think they're supposed to be like kind of like like a sticky bun? Are they supposed to be like coated in honey? Yes, they're supposed to be dipped in honey. Um, they're supposed to be covered in honey because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put them out in the garden for the fairies so they leave you alone alone. (laughs) exactly Um, (laughs) go fucking play with these cakes fairies but they are delicious they tasted very good um what i had to fry do you know what like what's in them are they like specific spices um it's cinnamon is really the only spice that's in there and then it's just sugar and it's flour and sugar and um white wine Sweet white wine. You said you use Moscato. Yes, I use. I accidentally use sparkling Moscato, <laughs> which I think might have contributed to their fluffiness a little bit. I'm kind of down for that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I think we should start making all foods with sparkling Moscato. <laughs> uh, when you said you wanted a sweet white, I was yeah. like, I was like, that's an odd. Not that you wanted. The recipe called for yeah. a sweet white. I'm surprised they didn't flat out say, like, use Moscato. Or, or because there aren't a lot of sweet whites. Yeah, it's really just, like, Moscato, Riesling. That's it. And that's kind of it. That's, that's all you got. I remember when I was in college, a friend of mine saying he wanted a dry red to a, a, a like, a wine yeah. store employee. Mm-hmm. And they were like, a what? <laughs> And he was like, a dry red. And they were like, can I see some ID? <laughs> <laughs> and we were underage, so they were right to ask. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, it is, it sounds delicious. It sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. It was tasty. And h- how long were you out by the fire? We were out there for about three hours, nothing like crazy. 
that sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, no, it was it was a nice night too for it. And it's I could imagine last night was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, no, it was really nice. It was like warm, but not too warm, and it was like not at all humid. Yeah, it was just the perfect night I would imagine for a, fi- a fire. And I'm very <laughs> sad that I couldn't be there, but that's life. Um, what else is new? Anything else new? Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. Not really. Yeah, life's been a bit boring these days. It's it's a lot of... It's all work and no play, and I'm a dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dough boy, really, is what it comes down to, is I, I should be uh, playing a little bit more with free weights. But we did not come here today to discuss my fat ass. We came here today... <laughs> To discuss something a lot more fun. Welcome back, kids. This is obviously another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. Uh, As always, a joy to be back. And we have some fun stuff planned for you today. We are going to be discussing a really fun topic. One we don't really talk about much, almost at all, if I'm being honest. No, because we, they're, this is such a subgenre. Like, I can only think of like maybe 10 movies off the top of my head. I don't know. feel like I'd be pressed to think of even that. That's fair. I mean, I can think of movies that have them in them. Yeah. But even some of those movies, it's like they're not really even specifically. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, the the fact of the matter is today we are talking about a uh, a really popular uh classic monster i suppose mm-hmm. is what you'd call it we are going to be chatting about the hairy monsters themselves the afraid of the moonlight <laughs> deviants <laughs> the one and only werewolf we are delving deep into the werewolf lore and and uh What's the word I'm looking for? Movies. We'll be talking about pop culture a bit. Pop culture. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just listened while she had a stroke. No one did anything. Especially me. Everyone just watched her die. (laughs) Um, Yes, today we are going to be chatting about werewolves, the, the media surrounding them, the folklore of where they came from, and how werewolves have affected us as horror fans. Yes. I'm very excited. I am too. Um, I will be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) I didn't do any research. (laughs) I was like, Sam's got this one in the bag. I know Sam is is researching werewolves. So I'm I'm just going to leave it to you to let us know everything you know about werewolves. Oh, thank you. Okay, so you ready? As I'll ever be. Okay, so in case you were unclear, a werewolf is a person with the ability to turn into a wolf or wolf-like creature, either on purpose or through a curse. Hmm. That is the definition. And uh, I imagine a curse is probably more (laughs) along the lines of of what it would fall under. Uh, Common methods for becoming a werewolf include wearing a magical belt or girdle made of wolf skin. What? That is actually the like the OG way to become a werewolf. Are you fucking kidding? No, I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> a Wearing magical belt or girdle. A magical belt or girdle. Well, clearly it has a to be a girdle. Magical. A girdle, yes. Made of wolf skin. Made of wolf skin. <laughs> Could you imagine the scratchy they're ass like, girdle? They're like, <laughs> you look great, but you need to shave. 
Well, I mean, if you have the girdle on, you would need to shave quite a bit more than your legs. You'd need to shave the girdle. (laughs) (laughs) A girdle made of wolf skin. Yes. That's disgusting. (laughs) I have never heard anything more revolting in my life. I'm sorry. That's offensive. This is this is my nipple belt. <laughs> A wolfskin girdle. Could you imagine the person who was like, listen, Janet. Hear me hear out. Me out. <laughs> and Janet's like, mm-hmm. Oh, a what? A what? And, and sewing all the like boning and the hooks and eyes and shit. It's like, who's got the fucking time? This is ridiculous. I am not here for the wolfskin girdle. I I object. And I am offended. Continue. Duly noted. Duly noted. It's been entered into the record that he is offended. Please strike from the record. Drinking rainwater from the paw print of a wolf is another way to do it. Who wrote this? <laughs> I feel like this is like you. This is all Central from, European folklore. I, this is all from Wikipedia, right? Yes, it is from Wikipedia. I'm telling you right now, this is like a Jenna Maroney Thirty Rock situation, <laughs> where they were like, "Okay, Jenna's doing all her Janis Joplin research on Wikipedia, so we're just gonna go on there and write the craziest shit we could." They wrote that like Janis Joplin used to eat cats. <laughs> And like crazy shit like that. Somebody was like, I'm going to fuck up the werewolf page. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) It actually Um, reminds me. I've been watching, um, I've been watching modern family. Have you ever watched modern family? uh, I've seen episodes here and there. It's really fucking funny. If I'm being honest, I am loving this show, but there's a joke on one episode where the mother Claire Mm -hmm. gets, stuck in a bathroom because of a, an earthquake okay and so the son luke is like <laughs> he comes upstairs with a a, a, sh- a sheet pan like a cookie pan uh-huh. that has edges yeah and he's like mom i brought you some soda but uh we didn't have any we didn't have any bowls that would fit under the door so i put it in this sheet pan so you're gonna have to drink it like a cat <laughs> imagine anyone who turned into a werewolf by drinking the water out of the paw print of a wolf that's i just, you have to lap it up yes that's and if you didn't then you're not a werewolf you're just a crazy person um <laughs> this is, this you're is like we have so much more to get through um, there are some beliefs, this is particularly from sort of Eastern Europe, that... Um, oh, no. <laughs> this is gonna be crazy as shit. <laughs> that if you slept outside on certain Wednesdays or Fridays, <laughs> under a full moon, that it would turn you into a werewolf. Certain Wednesdays, Wednesdays or Fridays. Fridays. It's very specific. <laughs> this sounds like a carpenter song. <laughs> <laughs> full moon like, Wednesdays, you- Fridays, <laughs> oh. Make me a werewolf. <laughs> that, like that is re- uh, only Wednesday or Friday. Any other night, have at it. Go outside, sleep where you want. <laughs> but Wednesday and Friday, you got to bring your ass inside. But yeah, no. The, if the full moon hits your face on a Wednesday or a Friday, you're you're screwed. Um, 
the other way is just to ask Satan nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Please, sir, may I be a werewolf? (laughs) And he's like, get out of my house. (laughs) Yeah, no, Satan's apparently just handing out wolfskin belts and girdles left and right. (laughs) He's like (laughs) Oprah in the afterlife. He's like, like, and you get a wolfskin Carter, (laughs) and you get a wolfskin girdle. It's like just a, it's just a wolfskin Victoria's Secret. (laughs) She had quite a secret. (laughs) Victoria's hellish secret. Um, There are also certain traditions that believe contact with an existing werewolf can lead to lycanthropy, often through a scratch or a bite, which might sound a bit more familiar to most of us. Yeah, that is typically these days, uh, I think, the main way. The accepted way. way, yeah. Yeah, that is the accepted way that people are turned into werewolves. The acceptable way. (laughs) <laughs> rather than <laughs> fucking belts and girdles and, and letting the moon hit your face on a Wednesday <laughs> when the moon and they're like stop no <laughs> stop singing Mr. Sinatra I'm going to turn into a werewolf okay there are some remedies for lycanthropy okay though most of them prove fatal to the werewolf um, <laughs> how do you save someone from being a werewolf you, you shoot them in the head that's how, you, that's how you cure a werewolf that's a shitty cure sounds like that it was developed by the american healthcare well, system one of them is actually um striking the person at the scalp or face with a sharp knife like stabbing them or just hitting them with the backside like, like hitting them with the blade so i guess like Slashing? a scratch a slash Something like that? That's terrible. (laughs) That's really, that's horrible. Um, Others include putting nails through the hands. Oh, got it. Taking wolf's Well, at least now we know Jesus wasn't a werewolf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if he was, they fixed it. They fixed it right in the nick of time. (laughs) All our Christian (laughs) listeners are like, like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Jesus was a werewolf. I'm writing this song. I swear to God, that's gonna be our Halloween song. Oh my song. god! Jesus was a werewolf. Ooh, ooh. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> werewolf Jesus. Okay. Also, no wonder he has that long hair. Nobody hit him in the back of the head with a knife. <laughs> Well, I mean, you couldn't tell under the hair. I mean, who knows? Who knows if that one worked? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, the last one is exorcism. Exorcism is also supposedly. Oh, Jesus. Used to cure Another girls. exorcism. How many <laughs> weeks can we have a fucking exorcism? There is one non fatal form. Oh, and let's, exorcism let's, is presumed well, fatal? Let's. <laughs> They were like, we're these are the medieval exorcism. The medieval exorcism, <laughs> where they literally reach into your ass and start pulling on whatever they can find. <laughs> That's a medieval exorcism. Tim's like, stop. So, yeah, no, the less fatal form was conversion to Christianity. Are you fucking kidding? Yes, apparently converting to Christianity would turn you from a werewolf into not a werewolf anymore. And the Jews are like, I'll live in the dark. <laughs> And I would join them. Well, here we go. Belief in werewolves really took off during the Middle Ages during the spread of Christianity in Western and Central Europe. Color me shocked. 
The idea of a werewolf is a Christian interpretation of European folklore and pagan belief. What was the pagan belief? Um, there are shapeshifters and I mean, yeah, like shapesh- I guess belief. I never thought of it that way. I guess, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But I just, it didn't occur to me. I was like, I was like, I don't remember anyone being like, hey, watch out for the werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's, there are several stories, um, particularly um, in Irish folklore of people being oh, yeah. turned into wolves as punishment. Or into or other, uh, other animals Other as animals. Well. Caridwin's story, as a matter of fact, has a lot of shapeshifting. Yeah. Into pigs and chickens and all, all kinds, kinds of, of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, so um, the Christian interpretation of those tales and beliefs seems to have led us to Werewolf. lycanthropy. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> though mentions of lycanthropy are found as early as ancient Greece, they do not carry the same connotations or the same relationship with dark magic. Do we know what what the, that lore was? <clears throat> well, the name of the name lycanthropy actually <laughs> comes from lycan, who was a mortal who ser- I believe served his sons to Zeus for dinner and as punishment zeus turned him into a wolf as you do as you do <laughs> hey this chicken tastes funny yeah <laughs> i'm gonna turn you into he a was wolf. like guess what <laughs> that's jim <laughs> and zeus was like oh god you're a wolf you're a wolf now do fuck you, you. god say oh god <laughs> Probably just like, oh, me. (laughs) Oh, no, my wife. (laughs) I guess it's oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, cherry pie. (laughs) Okay, so. uh... (laughs) This is not at all where this episode was supposed to go. I told you the the fucking research was interesting. Um, So werewolfery. Was an un- <laughs> was an that un- sounds like a cosplay term. <laughs> werewolfery. Werewolfery. How did you get into werewolfery? Doesn't that that's some Tumblr shit? Werewolfery. <laughs> werewolfery was an uncommon charge, though not an unheard of one, during the witchcraft trials from the 1400s through the 1500s. The phenomenon. Which witchcraft be- trials were they? The witchcraft trials in most of Europe and the British Isles. Oh, I was thinking of Salem. Yeah, no, this is this is pre-Salem. This is the old country witch trials. <clears throat> the old country. <laughs> <laughs> the phenomenon being associated with sorcery and Satanism. So yeah. occasionally, very occasionally, in addition to being accused of being a witch, you would be accused of being a werewolf. Could you imagine being that person? <laughs> First, they're like, you're a witch. And she's like, no, I just made bread. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, so you're a werewolf. And it's like, how did we get from A to G? But you made the bread with rosemary, so you're a witch. I just like spices. I just like spices. In England. Lavender. She's a werewolf. Who are these people? The inmates are running the asylum. One famous werewolf trial was that of Peter Stump in Bedburg, Germany. Was he wearing a wolf skin girdle? <laughs> they were like, oh my God. Hold up. <laughs> in 15- Don't tell me. <laughs> in 1589, after being tortured on a rack and being threatened with further torture, Stump confessed to having practiced dark magic since the age of 12. He claimed that the devil gave him a magical belt that he could use to turn into a wolf whenever he pleased. At least Is it that wasn't where the girdle. It came from? No, that was long. 
that was a long-standing belief. So he had just heard the story. Yeah, he just heard the story. Do you think? Do you ever think like? I mean, obviously, things like schizophrenia and and things like that are new developments in psychology, relatively mm-hmm. new in yeah. you know the twentieth century. Our understanding of them, exactly. Yeah. But schizophrenia had to exist like <clears throat> hundreds of years ago. Yes, most certainly. Do you ever think that like all the people who were like tortured to death for being cr- like witches and goblins and ghosts and and werewolves were just like people with mental health issues? I would argue the people doing the torturing were probably the ones with I mental mean, health I'm issues. I mean, I'm sure that they did too. <laughs> but d- what if that's what happened to serial killers? Like, like people who would have just been like torturers just became serial killers. Sit and listen. (laughs) You're like, can I finish one fucking story? Allegedly, Stump had spent 25 years eating cattle as well as humans. He confessed to killing and eating 14 children and two pregnant women. That'll do it. He was executed on Halloween 1589 by being broken on a wheel. That is where the condemned is tied to a wheel, then his has ten pieces of flesh torn from his body with red-hot pincers. Wait, what? <clears throat> then his legs and arms are broken with the blunt side of an axe. <gasps> then they decapitate him. After the, all of that, they decapitate him. Why on a wheel? <laughs> they're just know. like They're <laughs> like, that's the most uncomfortable couch. <laughs> they were just like, fuck this. You get broken on a wheel. Um... They also um, flayed and strangled his daughter. Um, whom what the st- fuck did she do? Uh, Stump claimed to have had an incestuous relationship with her, so they killed her as well. That seems a bit unfair. Yeah, there's no <laughs> record of how old this poor girl was. Like she was like, she was like, <laughs> he's crazy, and they were like, kill her. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of unfair. <laughs> In witchcraft and werewolf trials. <laughs> and just kind of general human history. Yeah. So anyway, there is literally no way to determine if any of what Stump was accused of was true or any of what he confessed to was true. I mean. Um, there are theories that he was a serial killer and a cannibal, but there is, of course, no way to prove that either. I mean, I suppose there's no way to prove it. But I mean, when you said he ate cattle... And people. Yeah. I was like, only one of those things is terribly unusual. Yeah. Like. But generally when you're eating cattle, you don't like rip their throats out. I mean. (laughs) To each their own. I'm kidding. Bob is sitting at home like. (gasps) (laughs) He's like, I'd rather eat the people. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Not that. Not that I think people should eat cattle alive. No. But it was not unheard of for people to eat, eat cows. Cattle. No, not at all. That is usually the purpose of raising cows apart from milk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Uh, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, there is also another theory that this could have been religious persecution as he was a Protestant in an area recently overtaken by Catholic authority. And uh, there it is. But <laughs> We found a witch. May we burn her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> they did not allow see if he floated like a duck, though. But they, they knew he broke on a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the other famous werewolf story, quote unquote, is the Beast of Jebodan. 
from 1764 to 17... 17- that was well pronounced. Oh, thank you. It's probably wrong, but thank you. I liked it. <laughs> At the, it sounded right, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> from 1764 to 1767, an animal or group of animals killed anywhere between 60 and 100 people in a rural region of France. That seems like a... It was a lot. It's a lot, but it's also kind of a strange number. It is kind of a strange number. Because how many was it? <clears throat> Somewhere between 60 and 100. People don't really know. 60 and 100 people and animals. Are we talking like no, 99 and a, goats no, no, no. and a person? No, no, no. 60 and 100 people. Wait, what? The animals are not counted in that count. Oh, I see. I it's see. somewhere between 60 and 100 human beings. Ah, uh, gotcha. What were the animals counted as? <clears throat> um, the animals, they didn't count at all. It they were just been, like... It could, it could have been hundreds. Fuck it, it's cattle. Yeah, basically. Um, most of them were um, young children... And um, teenagers who were sent to oversee their family's flocks of sheep. So hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that <clears throat> there's was your an dark early serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, a wolf or pack of wolves were blamed, and even the king sent wolf hunters to the area in an attempt to stop the attacks. However, okay. they killed several large wolves, and the attacks continued. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the wolf's like, "Hey." There's actually a theory that it might have been an animal that escaped from a royal menagerie, like a lion or a tiger. But, but wouldn't um, someone <laughs> notice? You would think, but when people gave descriptions of the beast who had seen it, it wasn't. It didn't really look like a wolf. It looked like a lion? It looked more like a big cat. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, not... I'm not saying. Where did it go? <laughs> That's not the kind of thing you never see again. I mean, it could have died. But Who knows? Wouldn't you find the bones? You would wouldn't think. Wouldn't someone in France be like, hey, this is unusual. Like we I don't said, have a lot of lions in France. Like I said, it is a theory. But um, no, most, <laughs> most likely lion, it was a pack of wolves. One day the lion just walked back into the cage, <laughs> closed the door and was like, my deed is done. <laughs> It's my secret forever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Despite many fears that the attacks were supernatural in nature, there doesn't seem to be any evidence that the beast was assumed to be a werewolf at the time. However, the modern imagination frequently blames werewolves due to the beast's depiction in modern fiction, most of which centers around that idea. There are several um, novels and movies that all portray the beast of Jevodan as being a werewolf. And that is solely where the idea of that beast being associated with werewolves comes from. Just from the movies. Just from the movies and books. That's huh. it. Because they were like, well, how else do you explain <clears throat> it? Maybe yeah. it was a were lion. Maybe. He had a magical girdle <laughs> he had a, made of lion he skin. He had a girdle made of lion skin. <laughs> Look at my mane. Not up here. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Terry, put that away. <laughs> that was a rug. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. The only thing you'll be watching is deep CNN. Um, okay. Continue. <laughs> well, we're almost done. The modern idea of the werewolf comes mostly from books, television, and movies. Ideas like the silver bullet, the transformation only occurring on the full moon, and the total lack of a cure for lycanthropy are all modern inventions. They do not come from the folklore. 
Okay. Wait, you said there's no cure in contemporary lore? Yeah, the fact that there's really no cure for lycanthropy except, like, killing the person Mm. is a modern idea. You know what? (coughs) Excuse me. You know what's funny to me is that I I don't watch a lot of werewolf movies Mm -hmm. or read a lot of werewolf books. Um... So I actually wasn't aware that that was part of the lore. I thought that there had to be a cure. Yeah, no, there's a reason that werewolves almost universally die at the end of the movie, and it's not just because they're the bad guy. It's because <clears> there's <throat> just no... There's, no, there's other, no other way. There's no other way to deal with them other than to kill them. And typically that is done with a silver bullet. Yes, typically. Typically. But again, that is a... Like in Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still stuck on the girdle, <laughs> if I'm being honest. That was a lot of, that was a lot of information. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> when you were doing this research, uh, were you as shocked by it as I was? Um, I wasn't surprised by the girdle because I had heard that before. Where? I was just a little familiar with the folklore before I. Started. You knew about werewolf girdles. I did actually. I can't. I. I have never. <laughs> no one's ever been like. You know where they come from. <laughs> this is like that moment when some kid is like, "But the stork." <laughs> and mom and dad are like, <coughs> "No." no. <laughs> It's the girdle. <laughs> oh! uh, this is horrific to me. <laughs> um, to be perfectly honest, actually, the the surprising one for me was that there was no assumption that the Beast of Javodan was a werewolf at the time. Because that, I had yeah. always taken it as read <clears throat> that someone believed that. I mean, why else would they make movies like that, in my opinion? Yeah, no, it's it's apparently just all. When did it take place again? When were the actual uh, events? Seventeen sixty four to seventeen sixty seven. So it was long before film was even a fucking thing. Yeah, but again, there were books um, earlier than that. I and none say of in the, the books 1800s. suggested it. No, a lot of the books suggested it. Oh, I see. <clears throat> okay, well then it's their fault. Yeah, no, werewolves got sort of swept up when we start seeing gothic horror novels. Werewolves were a frequent star of the show. I mean, that doesn't actually surprise me much. Do you do you think the Hound of the Baskervilles is kind of related to werewolves? I would say it's kind of along the same vein. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the two are connected necessarily i think they're just similar where do you draw the line i think there has to be a transformation of some kind that's fair that's fair you know what's funny and not to go on too much of a tangent (laughs) but i had seen i believe it was on amazon prime or it might have been netflix who knows anymore it was Mm -hmm. so long ago but i had seen there was a series where They animated Edgar Allan Poe stories Mm -hmm. and like basically like read the story, but with this like really cool animation. And the Hound of the Baskervilles is one of my favorite uh, Edgar Allan Poe stories. Hound of the Baskervilles is Arthur Conan Doyle. It's a Sherlock Holmes story. Is it? I thought they animated it. 
Well, <laughs> never mind then. Uh, you can tell just how much I love werewolves in this moment. But, um, well, I, I, I suppose I'm just absolutely wrong. But still, go and watch that series. It's very good. I mean, it sounds fun. I, I'm sure that Poe had a story about like a huge black dog or possibly a werewolf. There but... was something in there about it because I remember seeing something along those lines. Maybe I just assumed it was the Hound of the Baskervilles. Hey, Siri, who wrote Hound of the Baskervilles? The Hound of the Baskervilles was written by Arthur Conan Doyle in 1902. <laughs> <laughs> All we had to do was ask an expert. Yeah, no, I, um... Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, the thing was I googled Edgar Allan Poe Baskervilles and something came up, but it was all it was kind of garbled. It was like Sherlock Holmes enters the realm of Edgar Allan Poe and I'm like, "Wait, did Poe actually write a story about the Hound of the Baskervilles and Arthur Conan Doyle stole it?" No, it was probably but fan fiction. No, it was probably fan fiction. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, that's fine. But we I, both could have been right, so I had to make sure. I don't think there was much of a possibility of my being right, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Either way, I do love the, ba- the Hound of the Baskervilles. And I also like Edgar Allan Poe. But, um, yeah, I, I would say there was a lot of information in there that uh, that was surprising to me. <laughs> I always assumed that the lore of being bitten by the the werewolf and that was how you were turned i was like this seems like it would be directly related to vampirism there actually are a lot of similarities and a lot of um comorbidities with werewolf with werewolfery and vampirism (laughs) (laughs) no because it's also um in eastern europe one of the things werewolves do is come back from the dead as a werewolf so really yeah so you might not be a werewolf in life but you can come back as one <laughs> i'm just imagining like the linda belcher reaction of like oh, i'm in heaven ah shoot <laughs> 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 like, like you, know, you were not expecting this reaction no. and all of a sudden you're like well this is me now <laughs> <laughs> i i would say there's a lot of information that is is kind of shocking to me about that the first and i think most important being the girdle <laughs> but i also uh, the the hound of the universal was <laughs> the beast uh, of Javodan. the beast of Javodan. um <laughs> i had never heard this story before i'm not familiar with it so uh it is kind of interesting to see how that uh kind of contributed to the folklore do we know the exact like the the exact root of lycanism lycanthropy lycanthropy i would imagine it would be the greeks i mean it it starts with greece um and then i assume that there was roman versions of it which then spread across europe with the romans when they conquered europe as i I would i would assume that's how it happened (laughs) but the other thing is there's a lot of um there's the Norse concept of werewolves, which is possibly older than Roman influence in that area. Possibly and not. The only reason we say possibly is because it, it is essentially an oral 
yeah. story. So it's, it you know, there's really, it's very and difficult to trace back to a certain exact time. The Romans went fucking everywhere. So trying to figure out whose pagan belief started where is, is very difficult to do in Europe. Mm. Do you ever wonder, like, vampires and werewolves are such a... They're such a, a every like everyone knows about them. It is a it is a uh prolific story. Mm-hmm. It is a pro- prolific folklore. Do you think there will be a monster that comes out of our generation that is that prolific? Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Turtleneck. <laughs> no, um, I don't I don't know because we're once you get past the like the age of enlightenment you really don't have those sticking folklore ideas. I mean, I suppose that's true. Do you think there's any that even though they are presumed I shouldn't say presumed that they are knowingly fictional mm-hmm. that would compete in that kind of like cultural significance? I can't I think, really think of any. I think maybe some of our ur- urban legends might stick around for quite a while. Mm. Um, things like the calls are coming from inside the house, um, the hook on the door, really anything that involves like people at a lover's lane dying, that whole genre of urban legend could stick around for a bit. But again, those are all human monsters, so it's yeah, it's not the same punch. Yeah, the only thing we have that even comes close are cryptids, but yeah. they're not really commonly believed to exist. Yeah, no, and most of them aren't commonly believed to really do anything to humans. They're just believed to be They real. just are. Yeah. <laughs> swimming around, poking their head out every once in a while to make yeah. sure the air is clean. <laughs> <laughs> and frequently coming back disappointed. Yeah, yeah especially... Uh... Is it getting warmer? <laughs> Nessie is in cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> she has like she has like a lay and sunglasses. <laughs> She's like, this is nice. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I can't imagine any any contemporary story that will be as prolific as something like a werewolf. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that we have one really. Do you have a favorite were- werewolf story? I have a favorite werewolf movie. And I bet I, I bet I can guess what it I'm is. I'm not going to talk about it too too much because um, I believe it is on the schedule for our 13 weeks of Halloween. I I, I was right. Um, I knew exactly. But what Ginger was. Snaps is probably yep. my favorite werewolf movie. Of it's all a time. great werewolf movie, and I because you know there are some movies that I think are arguably classic, mm-hmm. like An American Werewolf in London. I wouldn't say arguably on that one. Like the the transformation effects alone, I think make that a classic. make it a classic. I'm not saying it's not a classic, but yeah. I do think that um, it is commonly regarded as the best werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that it definitely has the best werewolf effects. I don't know if the story is as amazing as Ginger Snaps. I just don't think it's as fun as Ginger Snaps. Yeah, like. I guess what I'm saying is Ginger Snaps is underrated. Ginger Snaps is underrated. But one of the things I like about Ginger Snaps that I tend to dislike in other werewolf fiction is 
that idea of the unwilling monster. Like, in Ginger Snaps, Ginger's having a fun-ass time being a werewolf. Like, she is enjoying it. In most other werewolf fiction, it's this affliction that they can't get rid of. And Lon Chaney Jr. is like, lock me in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, you know, even in fucking Harry Potter, like Re- Remus Lupin mm-hmm. is like, lock me in a room because otherwise I'm going to hurt someone. Yeah. Like. And Ginger's like, open Gin- the door and let me out. <laughs> and Ginger's like, little pig, little pig, let me in. <laughs> Talking Not to by cops. the hairs on my girdle, girdle, girdle. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, no. So I I mean, I think werewolves are more fun when they like being werewolves. I I feel like that's just my take on it in terms of werewolf stories being enjoyable. I mean, I kind of I love that about it too. And again, it's a fresh take on a, an otherwise kind of on an old idea. An old idea. I did, I was trying to look find the best word for it cuz I I don't want to say overdone. It's actually kind of one of the least explored stories if i'm being honest yeah we don't see a lot of werewolf movies you really don't although or books really you know what's funny about um vampires and werewolves is that especially in contemporary horror we see a lot of crossover yeah you see vampires underworld and and all that stuff but even a little bit in the folklore like when you look at something like dracula Mm -hmm. dracula was a shapeshifter and he could turn into a bat or a a wolf and so Dracula was a vampire werewolf. <laughs> Which a is like wolf. he was he, a or were-pire. a werepire. I like werepire. <clears throat> makes him sound like a baker. Because I don't it know sounds why. like he's trying to say verpire. A verpire. <laughs> and they're like, a vampire. And he's like, no, a verpire. <laughs> and they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> it's like Sofia Vergara. <laughs> I love Sofia Vergara, by the way. I know I mentioned earlier that I'm watching Modern Family, but she's like the best fucking part of that show. Her and the little girl who plays Lily. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't really watch it. I, right? I know who Lily is. Though. You know who Lily yeah. is. Lily is Cam and uh, Mitchell's daughter, and she is fucking hysterical. She's like six, and she's <laughs> easily the funniest part of some episodes. But um, Sofia Vergara is so fucking funny. She has one of my she has several of my favorite moments in the whole series. One of them is directly related here. Is it? It's it, the Halloween episode when okay. Claire um is trying to make a haunted house, but everyone keeps ragging on Sophia for her accent because mm-hmm. uh they're like they're like, "Oh, you need to be more legible, not legible, but understandable, mm-hmm. uh whatever." And she's like, "Oh, well then I'll just speak like you." And so she like puts on this like fake white accent yeah but it's making fun of them because they're being racist Mm -hmm. and uh and so her line in the haunted house is she's supposed to like she's dressed as a witch and she's supposed to come out of this box and go welcome to your nightmare (laughs) and she comes out of the box and she goes welcome to your nightmare ho 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 and then, and then goes back into the box. It's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. I love it to death. Um, but anyway. <laughs> we, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. werepires. Were, yes. Werepires. Yes. Uh, I am not always great with accents. <laughs> but I can do British and I can do Dracula. And that's about it. <laughs> um, I, lo- do you, uh, I love Dracula. 
and I know that we're not talking about vampires. That's fine. It's okay. But I do kind of like the idea of him being that kind of a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. I wonder if all of this lore kind of comes from the same place. It could. Um, I mean, shapeshifting takes a lot of different forms. We see it in other cultures, too. Like, there are were-tigers and were-jaguars in -hmm. other parts of the world. So I think the idea of a shapeshifter is a very prevalent one. Where do we see were... uh, What did you say? Tigers and jaguars? Uh, Tigers are in Asia, and um, South America is jaguars. I mean, that makes sense, because are there wolves in Asia? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. So there you go. But like, I, fuck if I know. Like, but that's kind of where I was going with this is like, it's almost a universal topic. You see it in so many different cultures that like, even where there aren't wolves, there are shapeshifters or quote unquote, where something, something. Yeah. Um, and I wonder why that is. And I'm going to pontificate for a moment <laughs> and say that. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this stems from, again, the unknown, Mm -hmm. because we're talking about a culture where there wasn't a lot of available science. There wasn't as wide an understanding of the world we lived in. And so people struggling to come up with answers had to invent something to be the root of their problems. Yeah. No, and I mean, they also... When you look at the age of some of these stories, like the way they twist over time mm-hmm. is kind of fascinating. Because you can start with, yeah, a god turned a guy into a wolf, and 300 years later, it's, you're a witch and a werewolf. And a vampire. And a vampire. And, <laughs> and a transvestite, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, um yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't also be surprised if it kind of came from the idea of we're seeing a lot of this this folklore and mythology coming out of I don't want to say prehistoric, but early history. Yeah. The time when like medieval and earlier. Yes. And so it was a bit more raucous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like culture was violent and it was scary and everyone was conquering and fighting and, and there was broken treachery. on wheels and shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was gruesome in a lot of ways. Yeah. And the idea of a shapeshifter kind of seems to me to stem from the idea of like distrust yeah. Where it's like the 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 quote unquote wolf in sheep's clothing, for lack mm-hmm. of a better uh, analogy, it's that same idea of like this person is this in one moment and a monster in another. Yeah, and that kind of folklore, I think, is definitely rooted in a lack of worldliness. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um... I mean, I I would. In a strange way, contemporary racism is almost like contemporary were-lore. That's profound. <laughs> <laughs> but do, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think I do know what you mean. 
in that like there's the fear of the other there's the fear of well this person looks like a person but are they a person are they actual actually humane are they actually civilized are they actually trustable mm-hmm. I, I i think in a lot of ways that relates to uh lichen lycanthropy thropy <laughs> in in that it is the sincere distrust of the of the unknown <clears throat> okay did i, I go I, too far no. <laughs> <laughs> i told you i was going to pontificate <laughs> yes you did <laughs> do you have a theory of why people kind of invented the folklore of the va- the where i almost said the vampire the werewolf <laughs> i think that there's always been kind of this deep-rooted subconscious social desire to be primal and animal-like and being a werewolf is almost a power fantasy Hmm. like it's it's almost it's almost this fantasy of i could do whatever i want like i wouldn't be constricted by being a human in you know a community of other humans and do you think that that is kind of ramping up to the uh the later folklore of like almost being imprisoned in it in that there are the people who like don't want to hurt people that don't want to partake in this but it's now inherent to them and that they can't help but be that way i think it could i think it's also kind of a werewolves kind of got for lack of a better term neutered a little bit in that unwilling victim thing <laughs> because they're not monsters anymore they're they're victims they're at victims that point. of their own behavior yeah and so i think that's part of it but i th- but i also think that like when you see that unwilling victims thing come in it's trying to tamp down the power fantasy it's trying to be like no this would be awful like you shouldn't even think about that and it's like, yeah, but everyone's kind of wondered what it would be like to, to be. To you? I, I've kind of wondered what it would be like. Yeah. <laughs> like, Would you want to be a werewolf? I feel like it depends on which type of werewolf I am. <laughs> because in modern, in modern folklore, there are two kinds of werewolves, either ones that can do it on purpose or ones that are cursed in some way. Mm-hmm. I think if it was... I can do it whenever I want to, and I cannot do it whenever I don't want to. I think I would want to be a werewolf. I think that would be fucking awesome. If I kept my human wits about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose if you were choosing when to become the werewolf. Yeah. It would be assumed that you kept your wits about you because you would then be able to choose when you were no longer the werewolf. Yeah. So I, I'm saying if if it's the on purpose, no, I want to be a wolf now, I would I would totally bite for that. I would totally do that. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna be very candid mm-hmm. and and say something that I'll probably regret saying later. I actually have had fantasies about not being a a uh, werewolf, but being a vampire. And not hurting people, mm-hmm. but the idea of like when I feel victimized by someone Mm -hmm. i have the fantasy of like 
being the vampire who like terrorizes them back, who like scares <laughs> them or like follows them down a dark alleyway and like scares them. Yeah. That is like, I think again, plays to that like power idea that you were talking about where it's like, I don't have any desire to hurt anyone physically, no. but there have been times in my life. And I think in anyone's life where they have been victimized or they have been bullied or taken advantage of and, there's no way for you to regain that power. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of resort to daydreams. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, this is the only way in my mind I can get any power back in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that I would agree with you if I could choose when to become a vampire and tear apart the guy who's like doing a hundred on the highway and tailgating people and gonna like hurt someone yeah i i'd fucking do it <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't wouldn't you want to be the werewolf in traffic fuck yes <laughs> nobody if i could use my powers for semi good <laughs> i mean you're still tearing someone apart but yeah well. <laughs> but they deserved it no but it's like you know it's like dexter i'm only i'm only hurting other monsters do you consider dexter kind of a werewolf then based on our our decision of what the lore translates to i i think that there's in this like highly idealized version of what a serial killer is yeah (laughs) kind of do understand it because it's he's giving in to this kind of primal urge that he has Mm -hmm. and he's doing it routinely but he's being very selective about who he does it to so it's it's one of those things where it's like, I guess it could be read that way. But I don't want it to be read that way because I hate Dexter and I love werewolves. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I liked the first like two seasons of Dexter. Although I hate his fucking girlfriend. What's her you know, name? it's coming back, right? Uh, Rita. Yes, I do. Yeah. What's her name? Rita. Rita. You're right. I thought, you, I thought you said Reba. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's who no. it is. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> Do you know I just found out that was a fucking cover? Really? Yeah, it's a cover of a fucking... I can't remember who sang it first. I don't remember. I knew it was a cover, but I know I, did, but, I don't know who but sang yeah, it. But yeah, no, I had no idea it was a cover. I just assumed it was just a Reba McIntyre song because I'd never heard any other version. I've never heard the other version and I don't know who sang it. But I, I remember someone telling me that it was a, a cover. Country singers do that a lot. They cover each other's songs a lot. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to that. I think covering other people's music is absolutely fine. In yeah. my opinion. No, I think it's cool even. I think having, especially when it's a song I like, because having like three different versions of a song I like is, yeah. is it's a fun thing for me. It's like having three pieces of cake. Exactly. And one is red velvet. The other one is cow pie. And the other one is... <laughs> is it cow pie? Yes. Or did you, <laughs> did you mean I, something else? No, I meant exactly what <laughs> okay. I said. Because you don't have to like all the cake. Okay. You don't have to eat all the cake. But it's there. One is red velvet, one is vanilla, and one is shit. Um Oh my god. Yeah. I I I'm not sure. Do you have uh oh I I I suppose I should ask you this before I before I answer it myself. If we have discussed the fact that there are a lot of different kinds of 
wear animals. Yes. Is there an animal that you would want to wear into? What would you be aware of? It's such a hard choice because there are so many fucking things that I would... I know. And <laughs> I know my, my like, real answer. And then I know my, like... Cool answer. My cool answer. Yeah. Because everyone has a cool answer, but then it's like, well... I think it would be really cool to turn into a bird of some kind. I think I'm going to say a crow. I think I think a fun. crow is a good choice because they're very smart. They're very smart. Although we have to assume that if you're turning into it, you maintain your intelligence. Yes. So I would be the smartest. The smartest crow. crow. Be the queen of the crows. <laughs> it sounds like a YA fantasy novel. Sam Baxter, <laughs> queen of the crows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to go with crow. Sam Baxter in The Crows Have Eyes. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> oh, you've never watched Shit's Creek, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, Sam, you need to watch Shit's Creek. Moira, well, this is spoiler alert for Shit's Creek. If you're if you're if you haven't watched yet, skip forward 30 seconds. Moira stars in a B horror movie called The Crows Have Eyes. <laughs> okay. And it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah. I <laughs> I have my like badass answer and then I have my real answer. Okay, what's your badass answer? My badass answer is I would want to be a megalodon. <laughs> I'd want to be a wear megalodon. Very uh difficult to make effective. Yeah. But a lot of fun. A lot of fun um doesn't really help you with the asshole on the parkway too much. Not unless it's stop and go traffic. <laughs> You're just flopping your way. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just flopping down the highway, crushing cars and people. As a shark the size of a bus. <laughs> They're like, strange scene on the 10 today in LA. Um, that is my badass answer. Okay. The flopping shark. <laughs> My probably more realistic answer is that I think I'd want to be a wear duck. <laughs> really? Absolutely. You have to watch out for like foxes and shit though. But I could fly. That's true. You could fly. And if the fox caught me, I could just turn back into a person and beat the shit out of it. <laughs> and then go get a rabies shot. <laughs> and then go get a rabies shot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I would be a weird duck because I could fly. I think it's to sit on the lake and they're adorable and people would feed me bread. It would be great. <laughs> I thought bread was bad for them. I it is, but I'm good. a person. So I'll just anytime I'm getting a little a little funny tummy, I'll just turn back. <laughs> just be just some naked dude in a pond. <laughs> Eating bread. Eating bread. <laughs> just a naked guy in the middle of the lake. <laughs> With a bag of bread. Everyone's like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, that's pissy. She's a wear duck. <laughs> oh, God. Have I forgotten anything about werewolves? I, I don't think so. I certainly hope not, because this is... You'll never be able to forget the girdle. That's that's information you have now. Honestly, this is something that I will take to the grave. <laughs> like, on my deathbed, they're going to be like, do you have any final words? And I'm going to be like, 
werewolves come from girdles. <laughs> be like, flip the switch, she's done. <laughs> she's cooked. <laughs> the timer has gone off. Stick a fork in her, she's done. Um, That says, <laughs> if there is a part of the werewolf uh, folklore that we missed, we didn't really talk much about like the silver bullet and all that. Yeah, no, we but didn't really. But I don't think it's really necessary. I don't think we need to. I think everybody knows. Everybody knows about the silver bullets and the all that shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think I'm going to call that on, on okay. lycanoscopies. <laughs> but uh, what are they? Lycanthropies? Lycanthropies. Thropy. Lycanthropy. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> That's it for Lycanthropy for today. Um, if we missed something, please let us know what we missed. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a comment uh, down below, or you can uh, leave us a comment on Patreon, or you can send us an email at SpookyGayFam at gmail.com. Let us know what we forgot, and we'll be sure to do a little correction in the next episode. We do have more mini, mini microsodes coming out on Monday on Patreon, and we will be back next Thursday with another brand new episode right here, wherever you are listening. So until then, stay spooky. And remember, my, my, what big eyes My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Trick or Treat, distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures 2007. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.